0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode.
1: I think that's what our equipment looks like. Sometimes we show up and we feel like all we've got is rolled up newspaper and fly swatters, when really God designed it in a way where it's enough, like what you have is perfect,
0: and God makes up the difference. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut and into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to be joined by Brian Crum. Brian has worked his entire career as a hospice chaplain. That's somebody who sees people and provides spiritual care in their last stages of life, which means he has seen people look at life from a different lens than we do. And I think that's very sobering for us. Now, he also is an author, a speaker, as well as healthcare administrator. And so we're going to talk about some other things too, about how we're equipped in a certain way to work with what we've got right now, to work with others, and make the world a better place and live a fulfilled life so sit back and relax unless you are i don't know throwing marbles into a hole to see if you can beat somebody else trying to throw marbles into a hole that sounds a lot like squid game but that's not important what i need you to do is listen to this show and apply it to your life here we go all right hey brian good to have you on the show with us how are you doing
1: Jerry, it's so awesome to be on your podcast. That's I can't believe it. Like, we had this little pre-call, and I feel like I've known you for years.
0: It's right? so cool. <laughs> it, it does feel that way. I, uh, and I really appreciate that, because most guests, I mean, we just jump in on the day of, and we spend some time getting to know each other. And when you do a 30-minute call prior, it's like, yeah, that does make a difference. <laughs> it's like, it really I, helps shape like where we're going to go once we dive in. So I love that.
1: I had the same feeling, and since we chatted, I I just have been kind of counting down to this because I was looking forward to connecting with just you again and and your amazing audience. So thanks for the opportunity, and
0: I I appreciate Interview Valet. Are the folks who connected us? Uh, you know, so Tom Schwab and and Karen and and their whole team. Uh, I think your your rep is Melissa.
1: Yes, she is, and she's been phenomenal. The whole group, same same experience on this end, has just been incredible. So. <laughs>
0: Now you're calling in from Ohio, is that right?
1: Yes, I live in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So yeah, it's it's kind of some sunny weather today, which we've been waiting for for a few weeks. So it's nice.
0: Now, one of the things that drew me to you was that you've done work as a hospice chaplain. And uh, so tell us about like that work just a little bit and how it like opened up your eyes to like how important it is we live our life to the fullest potential.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I've I kind of given over to the dark side these days cuz I'm a healthcare executive and I work for a really great hospital system in in Ohio and um and it's and it's great um but I I started my career as this hospice chaplain and spent years and years just visiting people at the bedside who are dealing with you know serious illness and in a lot of cases most cases confronting their mortality so um, learned so so many lessons about just how we're wired, how God created us, and really the lives He intended us to live. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the guy that's shining the flashlight down on our internal equipment and and shouting it from the hilltops like, hey, we, we've got these really cool features, and I want to tell
0: folks about it. So, what was something that really stood out to you about, yeah, how they've lived their lives? And, you know, maybe like they're the things they were most proud of and maybe the things they regret the most, like was there like a trend that kind of came out as you were, you know, at bedside to bedside.
1: You know, there is, Jerry. I, I think there's a there's way too many of us that get to the end and we've got these regrets. And I just know after doing that work for a long time, that's not the life you know god really intended us to have he created us and hardwired us with these components to to know that we're loved and to to live really fulfilled lives and the interesting thing is that he created us in this paradise existence and we know the story of adam and eve we know they kind of wrecked the plan right and we we got kicked out of the garden but god never went back and re Organized our inter- internal equipment, our internal components. So, what blows me away is that all of the design features that we need and have for living great lives—they're still exactly where God installed them. And it's kind of up to us to to dust those off and re- plug them back in, and bring those lives God intended back online. And that's probably the big, be- the biggest theme I've seen. You know, at the bedside is those folks that you know, either miss that in their lives and kind of had those regrets. And so it's nice, even in the final hours to say, you know what, there's that equipment is still there and you still, you know, had a wonderful life. And so that's probably the biggest lesson.
0: I think. Yeah. What are some of those uh, equipment pieces that uh, we are kind of wired with?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to talk about spark plugs because I, I really think our internal equipment is hardwired in a way where our good words are our spark plugs. Mm. They really are. And you see the effects of them in our lives. Like you pay someone a compliment and their cheeks flush red, you know, um, or you you say something really positive and you can tell that their posture kind of straightens up. They feel good or something funny that makes you laugh. I think those good words are almost this electricity that, that um, makes us move in life. And I, I compare it to a, a funny story I had in my childhood.
0: So I, do you remember Dukes of Hazzard? Yes. You that show? <laughs> <laughs> my parents hated it when I tried to climb into the windows of the car. And it'd be like Luke and Duke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bo and Luke, yeah. Bo and Luke. Bo and Luke. Bo and Luke.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, that gives away my age too, right? When I was a kid, <laughs> that was the deal. And, um for one Christmas, I got this Dukes of Hazard race car track set, oh, and man. it's old school, right? It's it's like that track with two little grooves around it, yes. And it had the car with the little um, post that stuck down from it, and you put that car down in the groove. And then the high tech remote, do you remember this? the high tech remote was just this one little like a, button, yes. that your some push, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I got that for Christmas one year, and around that time, my dad had shown us uh the trick with the old nine volt batteries, you know the square batteries with the little posts, and you put your tongue between them <laughs> yes. and it would tickle your nose <laughs> so. I thought in my, you know, genius early years in life, hey, if a nine volt battery is that much fun, how much more fun would the Dukes of Hazard race car track be if you put your tongue on it? Oh no. <laughs> so, um, I was a little smarter because I decided, let's try it out on my sister first. <laughs> and she was trusting enough or gullible enough, maybe a mixture of the two to actually do it. So puts her tongue on the track my thumb goes down on the remote and she gets this really watery eyed stare, which I think we know now is called electrocution. Oh no. (laughs) But I, I, I think that's kind of the way we are. Like, the electricity is there; it's flowing, and it's it's really powerful. And we we connect with it. We see the effects of it. It's invisible, but you can see the effects in people's lives and in our own lives. And to me, those good words are those little spark plug moments of electricity that move us
0: forward in life and get us maybe even out of our stuck places in life. there's a lot of research around like leadership. Like when you give positive comments and positive uh, reinforcement to the behaviors you want to see, as opposed to always pointing out the things you don't want to see, um, people are wanting to get that dopamine fix that comes from the, that the compliment that comes their way and they want more of it. So they will do more of the thing you said, Hey, Tom, you know, Thank you for getting that report done in the right format and to me at 1 o'clock because that gave me time to get ready for this 2 o'clock meeting, and we all looked like heroes. Now, Tom is always going to get that report to me by 1 o'clock. And it's probably going to go above and beyond to make sure that not only is the data in the format you want, but now you've got notes like Tom's notes on the side of what all these things really mean. So now he's scripting you with like the easy button in a way. And then you just keep complimenting Tom over and over and over again. And he's just going to keep doing it over and over again because he wants to get more of that. And so when you say that we're wired that way, like we are not just spiritually wired that way. We are physically wired that way, too. So, it's just really neat to hear spark plugs yeah. being that piece of equipment. What's another piece of equipment that's in us that, you know, we're just waiting to activate?
1: You know, I those spark plugs kind of work both ways uh, in our equipment because certainly our good words move us forward. But what I've found sitting at the bedside of folks that are dealing with things at the end of their lives is the bad words really held us back. Oh, yeah. And You know, in a lot of cases, Jerry, it's one or two bad words. It's the, you know, I'm, they usually start with the not, you know, I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. It's amazing how many of us get to the end of our story and we're still holding on to those couple of, you know, bad word statements. So it's, it's interesting to, if you take that not out. It leaves us with this powerful piece of equipment, I think, that functions. You know, take knot out and all of a sudden you are smart enough, you're talented enough, we're beautiful enough. And I think that's what God intended.
0: It, I don't think not was in our initial hardwiring Yeah, it just got in there. Um, I mean, we see it in the story of Adam and Eve again. Like, uh, surely you would not die if you partook of that fruit from the tree. You know, I'm paraphrasing, guys, but um, I wanted to fit not in there. (laughs) Right? And you know,
1: funny. Yeah, a really funny story about that too. If you don't mind me sharing, yeah. um, So my daughter, you we this big bedtime ritual ever since she was really tiny, and do bedtime stories. We're big on that, and so we we captured one of these stories in a book um, and, you know, got published, put out on Amazon and everything. And it's just this real funny kid's story, right? Bedtime story. And we decided we'd take that and share it with her school. She was really proud. She was about fourth grade at the time. And uh, her teacher thought, Hey, wouldn't it be great if my daughter Casey came and read that story to the kindergartners at school and, um, you know, proud papa moment. Absolutely. That'd be great. She was excited about it. Teacher was excited about it. Principal got involved, said, hey, why not, instead of one kindergarten class, let's do them all. Let's get all of them together nice. and she can read this book. So everything was going great. Only one problem, Jerry. She read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so in the book, there are these two words. One is butt and the other is crack. <laughs> when you put them together, you get but crack. Butt crack. <laughs> and I found myself um having a book that we wrote being banned for foul language in this oh, Christian wow. school. So yeah. I think that's kind of how it is. We've we let those one or two bad words keep us from sharing our entire story with this this great audience that is our families and the people around us. So I think that's a piece of our equipment that Maybe gets fouled up sometimes that we've got to clean out.
0: Yeah, and we never really think about, like, why is that a foul word or, you know, why is it we're holding a – yeah. It's it's like, you know, we never examine the why behind that. We just kind of knee-jerk react and and just do. You know, it's going back to, like, when you were talking about how we just insert the word not. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not happy enough. I'm not funny enough. Uh Where did that come from? You know, at what point did you insert that into your vocabulary? Because when you look at, you know, children, when they are in kindergarten, they can do anything, you know, they're, they are artists. But when you look at their pictures, it's like you kind of, your your picture kind of sucks, kid. But you don't say that. It's like <laughs> you like prove me wrong. I know how to use crayons. Do you? <laughs> right. I put stuff on paper. Did you? And like some in your face, yeah. It's so like kids can do anything, and they don't care what you say. They're going to prove you wrong, and they just go and do with passion and excitement. But somewhere from that age to adulthood. We insert all those knots, like I'm not pretty enough. I, you know. And uh, we kind of let the world beat us down, and we let other people insert their, I guess, negativity into us, and then it just becomes a part yeah. of us. Um. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part: CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com/capshow. That's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now back to the show
1: it really becomes a part of of our core which is the sad part um, I was reading this story in this news it's an older story but I was reading about it just recently and it was about this um this house that caught fire in mm-hmm. Louisiana I don't know oh. if you saw this story or not no. but um I guess this fire department responds you know they do what fire departments do and they dump these hoses of water on this fire. And they start to put the flames out. And they realize that the fire burned until it got to the attic and then it stopped. And all the drywalls burned away. The only thing left is the bare two by fours. And this family, when they built this house on the two by fours had written in this Sharpie marker, these scriptures and the firemen show up and they're shining their flashlights through the smoke after everything's cleared and the only thing left standing really is these two by fours with these these words you know from the, from the bible on them and i you know i think if we looked at our own framework our own two by fours we'd find some truth written there you know maybe some things that are resistant to flames yeah. and we'd probably find some words that we've written there ourselves that maybe aren't as true, you know? So I I guess I, I think we need to kind of go in and maybe do some underlining
0: of the true words and maybe some erasing of the bad stuff so we can move forward. Previous church I attended, attended in the town I used to live in, um, the pastor's wife talked about, you know, writing down the things that do hold you back, like in a list, and then tear it out of your notebook, wherever you wrote it from, and set it on fire, get rid of it, you're 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 wow removing it from your life physically because i mean once you write something down it's out of the nebulous world of your mind and you've now created something tangible which is in this case a list and now you're truly destroying or getting rid of this tangible thing which is all the negative thoughts you've had of yourself and i was like wow that is pretty powerful powerful and um i remember doing that exercise and it it was uplifting and you know yeah, and then replacing it with words that are the opposite of like, I'm not smart enough, but I'm determined. You know, <laughs> and Ooh, I'm good. Yep, you know, I'm not skinny. I can be active, and it's like it yeah. was like like replace it with not just I can or I will, but I am and I am, and, yeah. and, and I was like, wow, that is that is very powerful, and I remember thinking that's kind of how God sees us, not as what we can be or what we've been. He sees us as if we already are. And I'm like, Ooh, that's good. Wow.
1: Yeah. Cause really in the garden of Eden, he looked around and he said, this is good stuff guys. You know, like this is, he's pleased. And I don't know why, but if you're like me, we have these times in our lives where we go back and we kind of second guess that and we say, you know, I hear what you said back there in Genesis, but I'm not so feeling it today. So I don't know why we do that. It's interesting. So
0: you got a book coming out called Eden Equipment.
1: I do, and it's it's all you know. It's kind of these funny and emotional and powerful stories, kind of you know, a couple of the ones we chatted about here today, and then so much more. Um, and it's it's really about discovering that equipment, that hardwiring inside of ourselves. And I'm so excited for. For folks to read those stories and engage with the message and hopefully, you know, get to a point where they can move forward and, and not have regrets and not have those. I'm not statements holding them back. So I'm I'm really excited about it. And you co-wrote that with somebody. Is that right? Well, I wrote it and I had this really amazing opportunity um to be coached through the process with uh Bob Goff, if you know that yeah. name. He's a, a big guy in in um nonfiction Christian writing, um, done some amazing work. Uh, and it was just an honor just to work with him. We we spent about seven months connecting a, you know, through each month and chatting about what what we really should feature, you know, in this book about the that kind of equipment what we've been wired with. So
0: I may have to check him out because I've not talked to him ever. But a lot yeah. of the authors who've been on Beyond the Rut have been connected to. Bo- it's like six degrees of separation, but it's right. like one degree. Like <laughs> if I if I go back and listen to enough author episodes, there's a lot of. St- degrees connecting um me to bob goff and so that's that's pretty cool now we were talking about like spark plugs being one type of equipment Uh, is there another type that uh, we could be aware of or should be aware of that we're already wired with yeah oh
1: my gosh there's so many Yeah. (laughs) pick one (laughs) I, I think, you know, we've got these, it's almost like adapters, right? And there's perfect fits for different things. And we, we have these components that they really were meant to function with each other. You know, and I think a lot of that's true. You know, certainly God looked around the garden and He said, "It's not good for for us to be alone," and so He brings Eve on the scene. and And I think a lot of our equipment is designed for that. We're really designed to help each other in this world. Um, so there's a lot of those features in the book that that chats about. One story that I, I love that I could share is just real short. Um, is this story? I saw this news story again. Another news story. <laughs> um, not all news is bad. I <laughs> saw this other news story where this guy in Australia was getting on this train, and he's on the platform. Train arrives. Train doors open. He goes to step on the train, and his foot falls just perfectly between the gap of the platform and the train. And when I say falls, like he goes all the way down, like as far down as you can go uh, with one leg, just completely sunk into this platform wow. problem. Cause trains on a schedule, right? All these people are on the train and you know, there's a fear factor cause what happens if this train takes off, it's you know really bad news for this guy conductor luckily catches on. And the solution I think is what's so powerful, Jerry, like the conductor says, Everybody off the train, everybody gets off the train, and they all push against the side of the train. And all of these people pushing against the side of the train tilts the train inches. Like it's it's minute, but it's enough where that guy can get his leg out. Wow. And I think that's the message is we've got times in our lives when we're stuck where you know sometimes we're the people on on with our leg in the in the gap <laughs> for sure. But a lot of times we are people on the platform or people on the train. And we need to recognize that we need to get step off the train and maybe put our shoulders into the problems that other people are having. Other people are stuck with, and I might not be able to move that train, but if we get everybody together, it's enough, you know? So I think that's a big part of our equipment too, is, it's not a solo act. We're just designed to be in harmony. And some of that harmony is, I'm going to get off the train when you get stuck. I hope you do the same for me, Jerry. And let's put our shoulder against this thing and see if we can move it.
0: I just think about all the times that we're just in it for ourselves. Like we're inward mindsetted and we're like, it's it's about my career, my this, my that, my achievements, my success. You know, When you listen to, and talk with folks who we think are successful, they'll tell you no, I got here because other people lifted me up. And let me tell you about this person. Let me tell you about this person. Let me tell you about this group of people. And, you know, if we want success, I think, in our family life, our finances, our fitness, even, like we've, and especially our spiritual life, uh, we've got to include other people and be open to that. Yeah, It might be messy, but it's like what you're saying. We're better together. We are. And,
1: you know, it's it's funny. I, I think our equipment is so sophisticated, we don't recognize it. And it, it almost looks like something out of our cartoon. right? <laughs> um, I I remember like back in college, we had this hornet's nest outside one of our windows. And it was a pain because our dorm wasn't air conditioned. And you kind of had a choice when you came back to your room, you could open the window and you could sleep in danger knowing hornets would come in with the cold breeze, or you could close the window and sleep kind of in what was now an easy bake oven? <laughs> yeah, not pleasant. Put some eggs out um, before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, one of my friends decided, in his wisdom, you know, this is college, so keep that in mind for wisdom. But um, he said, I saw in a cartoon once, <laughs> and if somebody, I guess, if somebody starts with the advice I saw in a cartoon once, just <laughs> you run. <laughs> but he said, I saw in a cartoon once that you could take a vacuum cleaner and you could suck up you know all the bees in a bee's nest and then it's all in the vacuum cleaner bag and you just throw it away and it's good right so I'm sad to say thought that's a genius idea Let's try. <laughs> <laughs> so true story um full detail in this book coming out too so if you want to check it out but we find this vacuum and it's like it's ancient it's like Moses' vacuum when he was a baby, you know, but but it powers on. We plug it into the wall, open the window, and we successfully insert the end of the vacuum cleaner nozzle into the end of the hornet's nest. We turn it on, and you get, it's working. I mean, Jerry, you could hear like ting 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 these things coming <laughs> down the pipe in the vacuum. but it didn't work because we forgot to make sure there was a vacuum cleaner bag in the vac- vacuum. Oh, no. So, oh, in no. like seconds, this thing had sucked up all the Hornets and spit them out in the ex- through its exhaust into our room.
0: Oh, no. So,
1: we had this huge problem. Huge, huge problem. <laughs>
0: we lost Johnny that day.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> <Right? laughs> we get outside, we close the door, we're safe, but- you know, it's it's still a pretty big problem. Yeah. We end up—I'll spare you all the details—but we end up putting on all of our winter coats and gloves and <laughs> and going to battle with these things. And we're fighting hornets with fly swatters and rolled up newspaper, right? And I, you know, it, I think that's what our equipment looks like. Sometimes we show up and we feel like all we've got is rolled up newspaper and fly swatters. When really, God designed it in a way where it's enough. Like what you have is perfect and God makes up the difference. So I think he's, we're all in the hallway and God's saying, come on in the room guys. And we're saying, all I
0: have is these simple tools. And he's saying, no, it's, it's good. Come on in. You know, it's like what you have right now is enough to get you to the next level.
1: Yeah. And that kid, like the kid in the, Jesus shows up, feeds 5,000 people, this kid's lunch, fish and bread. And um, the, the kid, didn't have a fancy degree he didn't study a bunch just he showed up with his lunch and I, I think that's what we're missing is our our equipment is so sophisticated jesus just says hey bring your lunch and you're good enough you got everything you need
0: you know I, I think that story is often told like the the divinity of jesus and how he can he can take what little you give him and multiply it and i'm also thinking you know what if he used that crowd of 5000 to multiply it, too. Like, if I'm, if I'm trying to be, like, all scientific and, you know, yeah, physical yeah. and natural, it's like, but still, like, either way, because they had leftovers when they were done. And, leftovers, know, my favorite word. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's meal prep for no, me. You're right. <laughs> That's so true. That's yeah. so true. Uh, so, with the book Eden Equipment, what is it you hope folks get out of it when they do read it?
1: So a couple of things, Um, I hope you find some tools for moving forward, you know, some tools for getting out of your rut, really Um, some tools that help you when you get to maybe the end of your story, there aren't regrets, you know, that's the main thing. And then there's purpose in in sharing it in this format, because uh, we've got this really powerful nonprofit we've started. Jerry, and it's all about doing that. So we've been helping folks that are recovering from trauma and from cancer. And um, a couple of folks, like we had a guy that fell off his roof and he was a minister and he couldn't work. And so we were able to help him with expenses. We had a, a lady that who um, was going through chemo and we helped pay her salary while she was getting back on her feet. And this nonprofit's called Boomerang Ministry, and it's, it's all about helping people bounce back and return to that good work that they do. So, The book, all the proceeds go to help folks like that. Every dollar will go to Boomerang Ministry and and helping people bounce back. So as you you sign up for the book or purchase the book, hopefully you're helping yourself and hopefully you're helping somebody else in the process too. Uh, Where
0: can folks go to buy that book?
1: Yeah. So we've got this handy dandy text thing set up. It's so cool. Um, so if you text my name, it's Brian, it's, I spell it with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N. If you text Brian to 66866, it'll take you to a page that's got all kinds of great stuff. It's, they're like one-click buttons. So you have one button that you can click for the book and one button you can click if you want to learn about the nonprofit. There's, uh, I think there's four buttons total. One button if you want to follow on social media and then there's a button if you want to hear you know more stories if you want me to come to your church and tell you some more stories I'd be happy to do that too so I can uh I can be at your doorstep in a button's click as well nice <laughs> so
0: some good stuff there <laughs> and it's called Eden Equipment and uh so I think sounds like the best way to go is text Brian at 66866, as opposed to like go straight to Amazon or straight to Barnes and Noble, like, cause there's other goodies in that site that you've got set up. Um, now, before we head out, are there any like final words of wisdom you want to share with folks listening in?
1: So I, I think the main thing is you are enough. Like that's, that's the main message is God made you enough. We all are enough that it's so powerful. It's so simple, but the more you think about it, the more it really rings true.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's powerful. Brian, it's been awesome having you on this show and I'm glad we connected even prior to this and I look forward to staying in touch with you as uh, the years go on. Oh,
1: me too, Jerry. I feel like we I got a, a new friend. I love it. It's awesome.
0: Now, I hope you found a lot of value in this conversation or at least found some entertainment in it. Now, if you like everything you heard in this episode and you know somebody who also would enjoy listening in and applying it to their lives, Hit the share button on however you're listening to us right now and share it with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a neighbor, or a neighbor. There we go. I was going to say a neighbor across the street, but I kind of ruined the joke. But anyway, share it with somebody you think would also find value in it, just like you did. Now, you can find out more information about Brian Crum, about his ministry, his book, where to book him so he can speak at your church or organization. Go to beyondtherut.com slash 312. This is episode 312. There you'll find a link to his website, his book, resources, other episodes that relate to the topics we discussed in this episode. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care.